I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous. I don't have Jared today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 8 to 5 Club podcast brought to you by Silent Command. Today, it is just me by myself. We're having a little one-on-one chat. And we mentioned the topic two episodes ago in our summer 2023 recap. But I wanted to have an opportunity to sit down and kind of talk about my own leadership growth from drum corps this summer and mostly the unexpected challenges that I faced as a second year drum major. So I had kind of a an idea in my head that, you know, 2022 was my first year as head drum major and, you know, I was so fortunate to um, have a second opportunity to be a head drum major as well this last season. And I learned a lot and had a lot of struggles and learning opportunities and things that I had to address and overcome in 2022. But I feel like the the biggest difference from that summer to this 2023 season was I thought that this year, since I had had the experience, I had gone through a whole off-season, camp season, um, spring training, full tour as a drum major. Like I knew everything pretty much that was going to happen, all the things I was responsible for, things to expect, things to plan ahead for. And so I was hoping or I, th- I thought that I would just generally have a bit of an easier time this summer, but it almost kind of was the opposite. While I did have the experience... And that made things a lot easier in addition to having a really, really strong leadership team this year. It made a lot of like logistical things easier. However, I learned very quickly that no matter how experienced you are, there will always be things that you are doing for the first time. So I feel like at some points in in the 22 season, I was just, you know, every day I was I was kind of treading water to keep my head above water. And then this year, I had the opportunity to kind of see a little bit more of the ocean, if you will. And um, with that broader perspective came more stress for me, to be honest. I, f- I mean, I don't want to make this sound like poor me, poor me, but I would say most, almost every day of the season this year, I was very stressed out from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. I think part of that, especially in the early season, was I was still finishing up school when we were doing spring training. And this has been the case every year just because the college I went to is on the quarter system. So the end of our like final quarter of the year isn't until like mid-June. So what I've had to do the last couple of years is fly back and forth between like school and Wyoming, where we do spring training, um, and try to miss as little of each thing as possible. And so this year, I had a couple classes this last the last quarter that were online and asynchronous. So basically, you watch the lecture and then do assignments and do tests and stuff, just everything online, which I thought was going to be better so that I could spend more of my time like just physically in Wyoming like at spring training and not at school but what happened was like I still had to watch these lectures I still had to do these assignments so I would have you know our 13 hour rehearsal day and then 
after that, I would stay up for another two or three hours sometimes watching my lectures, doing my assignments. And also the Wi-Fi is not, was really bad in Wyoming. And so sometimes it, it would just, it would take like half an hour, an hour just to try to connect to the internet so I could do some quiz. Um, so early in the season, I was running on very little sleep and I was still like doing school and I had to make sure I was going to be able to graduate and get all my stuff done. And if you've done drum corps, you'll know if you get behind on sleep early in the season, there is no, there will never be an opportunity for you to catch up. So I think that, um, you know, we, we've done an episode on mental health and, and self-care as a drum major since the drum corps schedule is so demanding and it can be very hard to find time to recharge. I feel like I... <laughs> I, that was a big thing that was kind of a struggle for me too, is just I like physically and mentally early on just didn't have a chance to rest. So I felt like I was always doing something and I never felt like I had enough sleep. Um, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about this, but I think it's an important thing to check in with yourself about if you're a drum major, a leader, or if you're just doing drum corps in general, like be very aware of how your body is reacting to the stresses of the drum corps activities. So I think that was a big contributor to my stress, but I definitely can point to two or three differences this summer in how I worked with the staff, how the staff treated me. Um, how I worked with my drum major team and also my sort of membership like relationship. Um, so there, there are a couple things in each of those categories that I can kind of point to being um, big contributors of stress. So of course, and this is this is a good thing. I noticed that the staff was, they in including including my own expectations being higher the staff had much higher expectations for me too only some of them only some of them um and it kind of caught me off guard because it seemed like it came out of nowhere you know they had worked with me previously they'd known me for a long time they knew that you know i could achieve certain things as a drum major and they knew what i was like working with as a drum major and so now they just kind of trusted me and assumed that i would have everything handled. So sometimes, especially early in the season, this would kind of come about as um, like a lack of communication sometimes. Like they would assume that I knew things that, you know, I just, no one would fill me in on. So for example, pretty much every day in Wyoming, it rained, but it wouldn't rain all day. It would rain in, in like different pockets of the day. So we never knew, we could never really predict when we could and couldn't be outside. So when you have your schedule and like your rehearsal location changing on a dime, like you really have to, like you have to be in those text group chats with the staff where like on Slack, if some cores use Slack, whatever, you have to be very close, closely communicating with your staff. Even on a normal day too, it's, it's like, you know, what you, what you might do for vision in the morning versus what you, where you might need to go and what you're doing for a music block in the afternoon is very is very different and you can't always predict that. So you have to, I, I learned, especially this year, like I had to really ask, like be be very proactive in, in texting our caption heads, asking for the schedule, maybe even like texting them with potential issues. Like, oh, you know, it's already kind of drizzling. I'm already out here. We might need to move rehearsal to the indoor, um, the indoor location. So that was kind of the first 
thing I had to jump over because when you're a drum major and you're responsible for telling everybody where, when, like what what's going on for rehearsal, that's very high stakes. If there is some kind of miscommunication, you tell people that they're going to a different spot for rehearsal than the staff thinks that they're going to, or you get the time wrong, like that is very... Like, it easily can turn very catastrophic and all the blame is placed on you. So, high pressure, right? So, ask for what you need. If you if there's information that you need from staff that you're waiting for them to text you and you're, you're like, man, it's kind of getting to the end of this meal break and I, I need to start telling the section leaders, I need to start telling members, like, where they have to start heading out to so, that, so they're not late to block. Just text, uh, you know, text your caption head at the beginning of lunch break or dinner break, whatever. And I would even get in the habit of at the last, you know, 45 or 30 minutes of our morning visual block, I would text our caption, our brass caption head and ask, you know, what location are you thinking of for brass block after lunch? Like what are, what kind of equipment are we going to need for that? And so we got into that system and then sometimes, you know, he'd forget and he wouldn't text me, but after a while he started you know, just adding me into the the group chat he had with the other brass staff. So he kind of got into the habit of that too. So ask for what you need, and that's going to make your systems run smoothly. And sometimes staff just don't know what you need. And uh, I think, you know, hopefully they are willing and and happy to help you in, in whatever whatever you need to help the drum corps. And the instructional staff weren't the only people who were... Um, you know, giving me more responsibility and trusting me and assuming that, you know, I could, I could handle more things. It was definitely on the admin side too. I would, you know, they would give me the opportunity to kind of make big decisions, um, in terms of like, you know, like big schedule decisions, like how much time do we need for EPL? Like what time do you think we should leave? All that kind of thing. And, anything admin related again that's very high stakes and so there there are moments where I'm like you know my core director is asking me what I think about a certain thing and he's he's gonna go with what I say which is you know I appreciate that he trusts my opinion but it can be a little bit stressful because you know I'm thinking if I make the wrong decision it's it's all gonna be my fault the opportunity for something to go catastrophically wrong is is high but in those situations like your admin won't be you know, asking for your opinion on things unless they they knew that you could provide valuable information and that, you know, you're going to make the right decision. So you have to trust yourself too. So I can think of one very clear example of me really being pushed to kind of step up in my role, like from the staff side. Um, Like I mentioned, it would rain all the time in Wyoming. So a lot of the times we were indoors and, you know, during a rehearsal block, we would have to transition from, like, being outside on the field to going to the inside field and moving all the people, all the instruments, the props, um, all that stuff was always kind of a big ordeal. But, of course, like, the goal was always to try to minimize any friction that occurred during those, like, you know, walking from outside to inside and getting back into rehearsal. Um, and there was one time in spring training that, that exact thing had happened. It's, it started raining outside out of nowhere. And so we all had to, we are doing vision block. We had to move everybody, everything, all the props inside, um, for the rest of the block. And we're, we got everything in there. Like people are, 
you know, they just finished pushing the props in there. So they're, they're taking water. They're kind of, you know, sitting at the front of the sideline and there was kind of nothing going on for five minutes, maybe even longer. And usually what I would do when we had to do these switches from outside to inside is, you know, I just wait until some staff member told me, okay, we're going to, we're going to start rehearsal again. We're going to be at this, this set. We're going to, need these people etc so I would always just wait for for somebody to tell me what to do and on this particular day you know this break had been going on long and I was like man like I don't know like staff hasn't told me anything I guess we're just hanging out and one one of our staff members comes over to me and and they're like what what is going on right now like why aren't we doing anything and I was trying to explain, oh, you know, usually I wait for so-and-so staff member to tell us, like, where to go. And they're like, no, this is your drum corps. Let's get going. Like, what are we doing? We're wasting time here. And in the moment, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, this kind of isn't really my fault. And now it seems like it's my fault. And I kind of felt bad about it, too. But then, you know, I started to realize, and I'm very glad this happened. Like, it was kind of a wake-up call for me that, like, I had, I had more... Um, more power, I guess, than what I thought. And, and I mean, like, power positively, the power to influence people, power to initiate. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was a good learning lesson for me because, like, we could have gotten in there. I could have kept my eye out and, and seen, okay, everybody's in here. Like, all the props are in here. We're good. Everyone's gotten, you know, a drink of water. So, like, why don't we do anything? You know, I could have easily gone and talked to the section leaders, been like, hey, like, you know, I don't, I don't see our staff right now, but, like, maybe run things with your section. Um, so I definitely could have taken more initiative. And then I think from that moment on, it kind of reframed my, yeah, reframed my thinking a little bit. So anytime we're in rehearsal, I was like, okay, I, I can, I can help push rehearsal right now. If I feel like we're ready to go, maybe, I don't know, staff is kind of waiting on us. Like I can be kind of that person in the middle who's like, okay, you know, we're ready to go. We want to get better. Like, let's do it. So yeah, that was, that was a good learning experience for me. Um, I'm glad that happened. And I think that for anybody, for any kind of leader, like don't be afraid to take initiative like that. And like we always talked about pushing the staff from the perspective of like rehearsing really efficiently and like doing our job to push the staff and make them work hard for us. Um, And you can easily, easily do that as a leader. That's your job. Now, the other area that I noticed a big difference between this year and last year was within the drum major team. Of course, we've talked about this before. Last year, we had basically all new drum majors. All the drum majors except me were brand new to the organization and to drum corps, like, period. And so last year, our approach to that was everybody, all the drum majors were learning together. So in our in our preseason meetings, like, we're, we're brainstorming things. Like, it was, it was very collaborative, um during the season it was like figuring out kind of building from scratch like what systems what kind of protocol works for us and we're all just kind of figuring things out together and of course like I knew that approach wasn't necessarily going to work the same this year because the drum majors were also is a different Like, we had different experience levels. Um, You know, me and Dina had done the previous season. Carson was coming in new. He had done drum corps before. He had been a drum corps drum major. And then 
we also had a new system with our field assistants too this year. So even from the very beginning, I could tell that kind of the dynamic was different. I felt like, honestly, I felt a little bit more like a, a teacher this year. And at some times that was kind of uncomfortable because I never wanted to be the person that was like, you know, I've been here forever, so I'm going to tell you what to do. And this is how you conduct. And I'm not going to change what I'm doing. You just have to do what I'm saying and what we did last year, blah, blah, blah. I never wanted to do that. But I think, I hope that being able to be a little bit more of, of a teacher rather than just kind of like a collaborator only is... It is helpful, and I think, I think um, having some kind of hierarchy or just kind of a clear—I don't know—having having, having um, a structure like that can really streamline a lot of the processes that you have to handle as drum majors. A lot of the decision making that you have to do. So something that Jared and I talk about all the time is like handling equipment all the drum major equipment let me tell you we that did not our equipment load did not shrink anymore this year definitely (laughs) kind of the opposite so having a, a system or like kind of one person who is able to make decisions quickly without having to brainstorm as a group or you know ask ask for everyone's opinions all the time. There is certainly, there is always a time and place for that. And as much as you can, definitely do that. Be collaborative, ask, you know, for feedback from your other drum majors. But, you know, in a pinch, it's good to be able to make a decision about what's going on and, and how to do things. You know, so for a lot of things like conducting pattern choices or technique, we did a lot more work this year in just kind of like conducting sectionals so anytime brass would be doing basics or something like they didn't necessarily need a drum major for immediately you know i'd take one of the drum majors and i'd set up my phone camera and we'd do some conducting work and like every day every block almost we did that and that was very helpful like by the end of our season the conduct our conducting technique was was very dialed because of that And that was a system that we had kind of set up from the last year. Along those same lines, there were a lot of systems that we set up for the drum majors last year that we carried into this year that were still very effective, that worked really well. But the other point I have is that, like, don't be afraid to modify your systems, your protocol for that specific team for the new year, right? So, for example, one thing that we had to change this year was when and where the drum majors would meet before a rehearsal block to get set up was kind of an issue for us for a little bit. And it wasn't that people were not wanting to help the rest of the drum majors set up or like wanting to take an extra long break. It was just that like it wasn't very clear the expectation of when, how how early before the block are they expected to meet? What equipment is each person supposed to carry? Um, that wasn't very clear. And the people that we had this year, like our, just the personalities on our drum major team, early on they were like, you know, I think it would be 
really helpful for us if you just text out a time in the drum major group chat for every meal break just text a time 12:45 we're meeting in the gym or or out on the field to set up for brass so so we changed that so we did that and it, you know it's a little bit more it's another thing that you have to remember to do but it really it worked for the for the team that we had and it was it was very effective and it fixed a lot of our issues. So don't be afraid to keep an eye out for things that aren't working well and, and ask if if something goes wrong, maybe, I don't know, maybe if, if there was a day where we weren't set up on time or someone was in the wrong spot, like, you know, don't be accusatory and don't say, you know, why weren't you here? What's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. Ask how you can change things or what you can do so that next time it doesn't happen again find solutions i guess to to problems so that's you know that's another reason that it wasn't just smooth sailing for me i couldn't just take copy and paste the same things that i did last year for this year because we had different people not just within the drum major team but in the whole core as a whole like we had different people they had different needs and of course the unexpected things that happen that are out of your control so maybe they're like big core wide things something breaks down something happens whatever all your instruments get stolen i don't know those unexpected things they are always unexpected so the unexpected things that happened in 2022 are not maybe they'll happen again but probably we're going to get a new set of problems that again like there are going to be things that you've never seen and you're going to have to learn how to deal with for the first time and of course some of those things popped up and it put me in the same kind of situations where I had to make decisions. I had to figure out how to like communicate the best way with people. So there's never really a moment where you can relax and kind of disengage your brain as a drum major. Now, the last and probably the biggest source of pressure for me was just internal. It was my own expectations it was my own desires to be better that you know made this year just another challenging year like before I mentioned this two episodes ago but I never ever wanted to be that drum major that leader or that veteran member who gets complacent because they've been here for so long and know what they're doing or you know, never needs to try again because, you know, they've already experienced it and they're whatever. I never, ever wanted to be like that. And so that definitely, like automatically, that pushes you from where you were the previous year. So I knew what I did last year is not going to be good enough for this year. I did not want to get to the end of the season of my age out too and feel like I didn't improve at all or feel like I wasn't the best that I could be and that's a big pressure and when you think of it like that it is it's very daunting and it seems like an impossible task I did my best in the 22 season and I gave 100% effort to that and now I have to do even better than that like it's very it's it's a big goal like I told Jared in that episode two episodes ago my kind of mantra to myself was what would the best drum major in the world do right now or what would they say how would they act 
And how I explained it was, you know, if we're in rehearsal, visual rehearsal, and I'm not really doing anything as a drum major, I'm just kind of standing up there um, while they're cleaning stuff on the field. Am I, if I'm, if I catch myself spacing out a little bit, I would ask myself, like, what would the best drum major in the world be doing right now? I don't think they'd be wasting this time thinking about nothing. I think they would be trying to learn something or practice something that's going to benefit themselves and everybody else in that moment. So that is a tough task. That is a tough task. And it's one I think that's um, experienced by everybody in a drum corps or a marching band. It's like every day you show up to rehearsal and you're expected to be better than you were the day before and, you know, waste less rehearsal time, be more efficient, um, not to mention just be better skill wise. But it helps me to frame it like that, to frame it as a question to myself. Like, what should I be doing right now? Not what do I feel like doing? Because in drum corps, if you asked, what what do you feel like doing? The answer would be sleeping or doing anything but this right now. It did, it pushed me a little bit because there were, there were certainly days where I was just tired and I didn't want to, you know, take extra conducting time or plan ahead or whatever, like write out the schedule. Like I didn't want to do th- those things all the time. But ha- holding a high expectation for myself and knowing that there's a better option than the thing that I'm doing right now, it kept me in check. And I think the moral of this whole episode is that I think if you feel too comfortable in what you're doing in anything, but especially as, as a leader, I think you're doing something wrong. If you're comfortable, you are not pushing yourself. You're not doing what you came here to do, which is to become a better performer, conductor, leader, person. So I think it may sound like I've been complaining about feeling stressed all the time as a drum major and that, you know, it sounds like maybe it was a bad thing, but I I think it's the opposite. I think I'm glad that I'm glad that I, I felt pushed by both myself and by the staff and the drum majors and other members because I didn't want to end up in the same position that I started. From the start of the season to the end, I wanted to grow. I wanted to get better, even if there were things where I felt like, I've done this before. I don't think you know this can be any more efficient or any better. I, I wanted to get to the end of my age-out season and not have any regrets. And that's very cliche. That's very cliche. But... Looking back now, I I am proud of what I was able to do. And, you know, maybe it was a bummer that I didn't get to enjoy myself as much because I was occupied with with these other concerns. But I really, I, I think I did grow a lot, maybe even more this year than I did from the start of 22 to the end of 22. So there's a balance, of course. That's the last thing I want to say is, you don't want to strive to feel stressed out, I think, but you can stop and zoom out a little bit and ask yourself if the cause of your stress and anxiety is good or bad, ultimately. Okay, I'm going to stop blabbering now. I hope you've all learned something from my stories today and my experiences. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next Monday for another episode. It's going to be another interview. I think everyone's really going to like it. So catch you then. Bye.